Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. I'm Steven. I'm Charlie. I'm really mad because Sonic Retro doesn't have the level map info for Tail Sky Patrol. Yeah, maybe that's because. Well, okay. Today we're going to be playing <laughs> Tail Sky Patrol and Tails Adventure, the two <laughs> Tails-based games for the Game Gear. Also, I'm Isaiah. I did not say my name, but that is it. Oh, we know, we know, it's okay. No, your name is really my, angry. My, na my name is really angry that Sonic Retro doesn't have the level maps for Tails Sky Patrol. But you can call him Mr. <laughs> you can follow you can me on twitter.com slash really mad that Sonic Retro doesn't have the maps for Tails Sky Patrol games. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um... <laughs> Starting off strong. Yeah, so there was actually another Tales-based game before this one that came out for the Sega Pico, uh, but more on that later. Oh boy. We'll consider these the first two Tales-based games. And uh, we're covering them together just because they're both Tales, so we felt that they would go nicely. They're also both Game Gear games, and we probably won't have a ton to say about Sky Patrol. That is true. Okay, so where will we start? That it's, like, not a Sonic game? That it's, like, weird... Auto scroll that is like it's a shoot 'em up. So neither of them are really Sonic games, which makes sense because Sonic is not in them. Yeah, they're Tails games. Yeah, they're Tails games. But the, the Knuckles games was definitely a Sonic game. The Knuckles game was a Sonic game, but this is a Tails game for sure. What did what did you like about Tails Sky Patrol, Charlie? Anything? Well, I started to hate. I kind of don't like it, but it, there are parts that I kind of like. I guess. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but. I just don't think it's put in well. I, I don't, I can't say there's a whole lot to say because it's like you have this ring and this time it's not attached to another person. <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> and it's like your thing, you hook yourself onto things somehow. I guess it just phases through the rods or whatever and you can hit switches and kill enemies and. Yeah, it's weird that like you have a health meter that is not rings and then you have one that you use like as a weapon or to interact with the world. It's not a health meter, it's a fuel meter. It's It's got an F next to it. The ring is basically like your, uh, it's your hitbox. So certain things are do not work. Like if you don't, if you shoot your ring at a pole, you will not hook onto that pole and you may crash depending on where you are. Yeah, I can never tell where the hitbox is, whether it's tails or the ring. The hitbox, I think, is the ring because there's a segment in the second level where the background sort of makes these, like, bubbles. It's kind of like in a Mega Man game where there are bubbles, like Bubble Man stage, or there are other ones that do it too. But you can shoot these bubbles that come out of the walls. I think they're just, like, supposed to be rocks protruding. But if you hit them, you clear them, and you have to clear enough of them to get through. But you can fit through one, like, block of space. Oh, the bubble blocks are terrible. Like, I don't know if you've gone to the last level, but they're relentless. The final level of the game? You got that far? There's only four levels plus the training stage. Yeah, so there's the training area, then there's Rail Canyon, there's Ruined Wood, and Metal Island, and then Dark Castle. Which, the background for Dark Castle looked like Casino Night Zone. It likes a tower, but it just looks like there's a party going on back there. Yeah, the backgrounds in the first two stages were not impressive to me. Do they get better later? Eh. I mean, I don't really pay attention that much, and the third stage is just like clouds. It's almost like Air Fortress Zone. There's a lot of propellers. Which, by the way, pro the propellers don't really hurt you, which is kind of weird. Oh, they're not like the walls that rotate? No, no, like they're like actual propellers. Yeah, 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 you're right. Here's something that I want to say. 
screw the walls that rotate. They're the least fun yeah. obstacle in any Sonic game ever. They're like not, they're worse than pushing the block in Marble Zone. Yeah, and at least with pushing the block, you don't have to pray to God for the permission to move forward. Yeah, and it all makes sense. Like the block, you understand the block. <laughs> the wall's hitbox is so like, confusing. So the bit about Tail Sky Patrol is that if you touch a wall or a floor, you just die. Yeah. 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 Instead of you taking damage, you just start falling, and you have to, like, mash buttons in order to recover. I think you only have to hit one button. I think... Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, like, a recovery button. I mash it on instinct. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you don't mash... Mashing... Nah, I don't know. Maybe it's a limited amount of time, but the time gets extended like every hit or something like that? I don't know. I felt like I could pretty much immediately recover. I think you just have to be falling for a certain amount of time before you can hit the button, so you end up mashing out of instinct. So this week I'm using my worst controller, so that might have something to do with a few of the input things that I'll be talking about this week. But in particular, there were many times in Sky Patrol where I was mashing and it wasn't enough and I died. Yeah, I, uh, I was a keyboard boy this week. You kids in your emulators. So with the rotating wall, <laughs> right, is there's a bit where there's a big yellow square like piece of background that will like animate in such a way that it rotates, and while rotating, it's a wall. And that sucks because it just does it and then it's not clear where it's dangerous and where it's safe. Basically the way I measured it was when the wall is not yellow, that is when it's dangerous. Because yellow is supposed to be like when it's facing the light, which I guess in this case is coming from your face. I don't... It, it's really weird. But the way they animate it, it looks like when it's darker, that's the area that's like not safe. And that kind of makes sense. But it's also, it moves at a different speed than you do. And you like... I think the hitbox feels delayed a little bit or something. Like one frame after it's moved. It still feels like the wall is there. It's a very, very bad thing, and it, all it serves to do is slow you down, which in this game, it's actually really fun to go fast. Yeah, and here's the other thing is, you cannot, like, because it auto-scrolls, and it auto-scrolls in such a way that you cannot, number one, move backwards, and number two, prevent from moving forward, and so you can only move forward more slowly. That's not entirely the case. You can use a balloon to, like... And, and the weight, yeah. Yeah, there's balloons and weights. Well... What I mean is that the balloon, like, basically makes the screen go slower, so you can, like, get up a high, a, a, a steep incline. You will also, if you hold back while holding the balloon, you don't move forward. You only move up. Yeah. But then, in the context of these rotating walls, right? They don't give you that option. <laughs> yeah, there have been instances where the wall starts rotating, and I go, okay, so cool, there's nothing I can do. Like, I just have to watch my character die because I'm too far forward to, like, not get hit by it, but I'm too far backwards to get through it. Yeah. It's not great. So the wall was like, guess what? You're going to die, but you're going to die in, like, an amount of time that you can perceive, so you have to watch it happen and are powerless to stop it. Yeah, it's not very fun. What is doing this? The walls. Oh, yeah. Because they're the only obstacle that you can't just handle. Yeah. I guess, the, I guess like, the other thing is the bubbles, but they, they feel bad, but not, like, impenetrable the way that the walls kind of do. Because you can just mash the ring button at the bubbles, and if you kind of angle yourself the right way, you'll just go right through them. I should mention that this game did not come out in America. Yeah, that's right. It's completely Japanese, and then it got re-released on uh, Gem Collection, which is how I played it. And I assume, I think it's on Virtual Console on the 3DS, but I don't know. That'd be neat. I, 
I know Tails Adventure is, but... Yeah, I do remember as a kid playing Tails Sky Patrol on Sonic Gems Collection, and I could not get past the training area, which is really hurtful because it's the <laughs> training area. Yeah, I had that trouble too, and then I got through it, like, recently. I'm like, wait, why did I have trouble with this? Well, I know exactly why I had trouble with it. It's because it sucks. It doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, well, I guess it teaches you the mechanics, like, fairly well. But it's not, it doesn't make sense as a training area to label it a training area. It should just be the first of six levels yeah. instead of the zeroth of five, or of four. Wait, what did you just say out loud? I said, alright. <laughs> it should be the first of five levels instead of the zeroth of four levels. Because you said the first of six, and I was like, what's the sixth level? And then you're like... Well, I counted, <laughs> and then I got to five, and then I was like, one, two, three, four, six. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Is that how many licks it takes to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Yeah. Sorry, your vo the voice you counted in sounded like the owl. <laughs> True, it did. Uh, yeah, actually, so the zeroth lick uh, teaches you how to lick, and then there's four licks. Can you imagine that owl just, like, looking at the boy, and he's like, let me teach you how to lick, and then he grabs the... <laughs> uh, Tail Sky Patrol, the, g the good parts of it, though, because I think we've talked a little bit about the bad parts. The game feels, like, lumpy. And you can go fast, but if you do, it's kind of hard to see the enemies in front of you. But I would like to say that once you kind of learn the shape of a level, going fast and like getting it right is pretty fun. The problem is that it take it'll take you a really, really long time to figure out everything about the level just because of how slow it moves, and the fact that like e this game is easy, and that you get to retry things a lot, but it's hard, and the the things that you're trying to do require a degree of precision that most Sonic games don't. Yeah. So once once you've nailed like when to go up, when to go down, and when to hold left, and when, to, when you can hold right, you kind of swim through the levels in a neat way, but basically you have to get to each obstacle to figure out what to do there, and then you tend to die, and then you'll have to do that again. Especially because this game is very unforgiving. Uh, you hit a wall and you're just dead. And there's a lot of times where you're close enough to a wall that there's just nothing you can do to get away from it. The game actually has a bunch of, like, it has, like, well, like, sticks, I guess? Oh, you mean the things that shoot you different directions? They're like barrels in Donkey Kong? Yeah, they're like barrels from Donkey Kong. And the, like, ring that Tails holds sort of swings around it, throwing Tails around. So they have those in areas where, like, alright, we're gonna throw you backwards so that you can avoid the wall of death that's just further ahead. And the hitbox for that is, again, really difficult to figure out, and pretty small, and so I just end up dying. The key is to not throw your ring. <laughs> it especially sucks because death is an animation of Tails dying, and then once that's done, there's a jingle of Tails dying, and then you restart the level. And so, like, I see death approach, and then I can't avoid it, and so I'm waiting for death to happen, and then I'm waiting for death to be done happening, and then I can play again. And I'm, like, a while back from where I was when I died, so I just don't want to keep playing it because of that. Yeah, and these stages are long. Yeah, and you only get, like, two or three lives. Yeah, I think it's two, but you can't, you have, like, a zero life. Yeah. Now, they, they throw some one-ups at you. And they and the 1-ups respawn, so you can play this game infinitely. That's what I meant when I said that it's like... It, this game is too easy and too hard. Yeah. It's got the situation where it's very compelling to keep playing, but it's incredibly aggravating to do so because you're just going to keep dying, but you know that if you stop playing, like, uh, barring save states, obviously, you'll have to start over again, and you just don't want to do that, so you play until you're just this wad of, like, frustration. Yeah, uh, 
I just want to point out that the boss of Rail Canyon is called Fock Wolf. I know, it's so good! <laughs> I was waiting to like talk about that, his name is Fock Wolf. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say what's all on our mind. Yeah. Fuck Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. Glad that we got that in there. I needed you to say it for me. We also have Behringer. Todd Behringer. He has in like B-E-A-R, right? Yeah, in Karosha. Because she rides a carrot, but I have no idea what the actual fuck she is. She's like a... I don't even know. She looks like... She looks like a rabbit, but... Her bow is the ears. She looks like an artist's rendition of an artist's rendition of a rabbit. It's from some old cartoon. I'm gonna look but these up. But they're all led by the aptly named Witch Cart. It looks like somebody was trying to do a parody of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> but forgot what the movie was about. But forgot what the movie was about, and then they drew whatever that is. But yes, the main villain is called Witch Cart. She's a witch. She's in a cart. Do you think that she's like a like a crossover character with Thomas the Tank Engine? I hate you. <laughs> That's fair. I I had Canner as Eggman's wife because some of the robots from Sonic 2 are in this. Also skeletons. <laughs> you have the turtle robots from Sky Chase and like the flies from Aquatic Ruin. Yeah. And skeletons. And they pop up and explode into like just bullet hell patterns. Yeah, into eight eight direction. <laughs> Magneto over here. I actually really like those though. They're very fun to hit before they pop. Yeah. Like fireworks. Yeah, they're, they're neat. I like them. Uh, I, I also like that you can throw your ring at projectiles in this game. I feel like while, yeah. the, while the game is unforgiving in terms of its layout, the enemies actually feel pretty forgiving because getting hit by them doesn't kill you like we said. It just kind of wastes your fuel. And they're fun to like, you learn when they pop up. So as they're popping up, you hit them with the ring and it kind of feels like you're making a neat little shot a, a little bit better than it does in a lot of different shoot 'em ups. So, I just want to say, as an aside, this is not directly related to Tail Sky Patrol, but I'm now browsing Sonic Retro in a way that I normally don't, and I found that they have, for each stage, they have a level theme page, and that level theme is a category of music, like, by mood. So instead of saying, instead of actually having the music for Dark Castle, for example, it's a level theme, spooky slash natural. And if you open that, it's a list of levels with spooky slash natural themes in Sonic. And the CSS for this page is in text. Like, the webpage is just showing you the CSS instead of actually, like, formatting the page. Uh, that seems a little bit <laughs> irrelevant. I just had to talk about that because I just went on, like, a real rabbit hole. I mean, that's neat that they have, like, themed music sections. And it doesn't have any of the music in it. I'm sorry, I just had to express that. Fock Wolf is a pretty good character. It also might be uh, Fock Wolf because it's W-U-L-F. Yeah. It's named after an armament company in Germany or something like that. Oh yeah, then it's definitely Fock Wolf. He's named after a World War II aircraft. Yeah. I'm gonna see if there's different translations for it. Nope, it, it just says Fock Wolf English. Right. Anyway, I, I digress a second time. Yeah. He also makes an appearance, sort of, in the Sonic comics. Alright. Yeah, it looks cool in that. 
He looks cool in the game. I actually really like the sprite work in this game. That was the one thing that I noticed directly, was I don't like the backgrounds and the foregrounds as much, but Tails looks really cool, and the enemies that you fight look pretty neat. Yeah, it's especially cool when you're rushing, like, you hold forward to move faster, and then Tails' sprite changes. That adds to the feeling of moving faster. It's very cool. Yeah, and Tails' sprite is pretty big for a Game Gear game, at least from what we've seen so far. Perhaps too big. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's it's especially tricky because, you know, I've said it a few times, but it's just difficult to figure out what the collision is. Especially because of how big Tails is and how big the ring is, and they occupy different spaces on the screen. So there's a big difference between hit the thing and didn't hit the thing, and so I can't tell. You know. <laughs> yeah. Also, the bosses in this game, they're kind of, like, puzzly. You don't just beat them by hitting them. Yeah, you do. Well... No, because the first guy you have to beat by catching one of his bullets and throwing it at him, right? No, you can just keep pelting with your ring. With Terosha, you can deflect her carrot. She shoots lips at you, and you can, like, deflect the lips back at her, but... She shoots lips at you? Yeah, like, giant lips. <laughs> what? Hold it. Like, she'll shoot, like, slightly homing carrot missiles and, like, just a pair of lips. <laughs> like that, like red lipstick, like, cartoon like lips? Like, they're facing the screen. It's not like they're, like, making a kissy face towards Tails. It's just, like, a PNG of lips. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard. But you can deflect a mat, and that's kind of cool, but, like, the bosses aren't really that great, and I don't know what which part is like, so... I, I didn't find a way to... I didn't... It didn't feel to me like they were taking damage when I was hitting them with my ring, and when I found that the first guy got hit by his bullet, I was like, oh, maybe you just have to race the second guy, because it seemed like you could throw him around? Yeah, you can throw him, which I don't... Yo, you can actually hit him... I think you can damage him by throwing him into a wall. Yeah, that's what I tried doing, but all it seemed to do for me was, like, get me a little bit ahead of him, so I was like, oh, maybe this is a race yeah. where I can throw him, but I guess not. I guess I was wrong. This game doesn't make a lot of sense, and... I'm probably gonna have to give it a thumbs down. Yeah, if we're at that stage, it's definitely a thumbs down. <laughs> I give this... Here's how down the thumbs is. J the thumb, just the one thumb for me. I did not get past Rail Canyon, which is the first stage after the training area, and it has the first <laughs> boss. I was like, hey, I can keep playing this, or I could do something else. And then I did something else, and I was like, this is better. Yeah, something I want to mention is that, uh, and I think we've kind of already did this with like stuff like Sonic 2 for the Game Gear, but if a game is bad, part of the podcast for us is going to be, if we stop playing it, then we're going to explain why and not force ourselves to keep playing the game, because th this is kind of supposed to be like a casual playthrough, as opposed to, I don't know, how, how would you put it, like... Pro Gerard the Finishist. It's not, like, in-depth. I think if we wanted to go in-depth on a specific game, we could dedicate, like, several episodes of a podcast per game. But there's over 80 games in the franchise, so we can't just do that. Uh, I think the casual nature is generally... Like, I think we'd do a pretty good job doing slightly more than scratching the surface on games that are at least playable. Yeah. Like, and, and I think we've covered this one pretty well, but I just wanted to say, like, for future reference, if a game is, like unfun to play we're not holding ourselves to beating it and honestly for the most part like i think this and one other were the only two games that i was like all right i'm done i mean game gear 2 like is pretty rough none of us beat chaotix but that's because we didn't want to play like 15 levels or whatever yeah it was 25 25 levels that's right 25 levels that were all the same all the same <laughs>
all the same. But, like, we didn't, uh, like, we all liked that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gave it a thumbs up, and we were like, I'm done playing. The rules are a little weird. But, yeah, this is, this is another... This game is definitely better than Game Gear 2, but it's still, like, unfun at a certain point. Like, it's just so inconvenient to play through. I think you wouldn't have to edit it that much to make it playable. Just a bigger screen would fix it, pretty much, I think. Yeah, I think I agree with that. There's an item you can run into that will launch you forward and then speed you up for a while, and that can just body slam you into a wall. Like, you have no chance of not hitting that wall, and that's very frustrating. Apparently there was a Tail Sky Patrol, like, game, or a game called Tail Sky Patrol for, like, the McDonald's toys that they gave out. You know, those little, like, Sonic character-shaped, like, plastic screens that had two buttons on them? Yeah. Was there? Yeah. Maybe I'll tweet out a picture of it for this episode. It's, uh, here, I'll send you guys a, a link to a picture. Tail Sky Patrol, folks. <laughs> Oh yeah, I played this. I had the Sonic one and the Shadow one. Uh, those Mc like McDonald's toys? Uh, Shadow doesn't exist. We're not there yet. Shadow? Was it? Alright, well then, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just want to say... <laughs> no, 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 there was there was a Shadow one, but I'm just telling you that it doesn't exist because we haven't gotten there yet. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we haven't met Shadow. Yeah. No Rouge the Bat. And honestly, I'm pretty happy about that. Wait, no Rouge the... What do you mean, no Rouge the Bat? She's not in the game yet. She's not. In, she's not in our canon yet. Yeah. So, I do want to say, I found a YouTube video that is uh, Tales Sky Patrol Master System Port, and that appears to have a much wider field of view. Is that, that, that That's got to be a hack, because it didn't come out for the Master System. It didn't. Yeah, it's a fan-made thing. Okay. It's, it's kind of buggy. Like, not everything loads super well, especially on the left. But on the right, everything is fine, and there's a noticeably wider field of view. And so I think if we played that, ignoring some of the graphical not-greatness... We could have a much better time. Maybe maybe we'll stream that. Yeah, I'd be down. That'd be a pretty big deal. Also, this McDonald's Shadow Grinder toy, I think it's probably the one you had, looks like a Digivice. I guess they all kind of look like Digivices, but this one looks like a neat Digivice. I remember the Sonic one was, like, in a car. Oh, yeah, it's just like those old, bad driving games. Yeah, an LCD game. It was bad, but it was cool. That's what matters. Sure. It was cool. It was... Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to uh, move on to the next game? Yarg. All right. So the next game that we're talking about is Tails Adventure. It's kind of like Super Mario World, but weirder. It's honestly kind of a Metroidvania. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's like Super Mario World for the overworld, and then it's a Metroidvania once you enter a level. Yeah. It's it's more of a I don't know, I'd like, because I don't know that I would describe it necessarily as a Metroidvania game, but, uh... Well, you need to unlock powers to traverse a 2D environment that's largely combat-based. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much what a Metroidvania is, so, yeah, <laughs> I guess you you did it. The only thing is, so, uh, you, you collect items that help you traverse environments, but you can only actually hold four items, or you can only equip four items, yeah. and in order to change your equipment, you have to go back to... To your Tails' house. Yeah, Tails' house. Um, which was is a little cumbersome a lot of the time. Yeah, that's how I describe most of this game. There's there's a lot of items that I can't tell what they do. Did you get the radio? Uh, I did. The radio is awesome. The radio is pretty cool. The radio is an item that its sole purpose is to change the music that's playing. And there's some okay music in this game. There's some tracks that yeah. I like, brought the radio to listen to. I think the music's like pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still in in my 
head, it's still Game Gear music, so it still can't be amazing. But, like, for what it is, it's pretty solid. Charlie, what was your um, favorite item that you found? Uh, I like the hammer. What does the hammer do? It breaks blocks. I haven't found, like, a thing that they can exclusively break, because I didn't really get very far in the game, but... Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't find any specific use for the hammer that you, like, need the hammer for, except for that it's better at breaking wall blocks that your bombs, like... I don't know, because even you, so you you have a starting item which is a bomb, and when you're like on the ground, you throw it, uh, and if you're like flying, you just sort of drop it, like a like a like warship would drop bombs onto. Yeah, the trajectories for the bombs don't make any sense. Like they make sense for throwing a thing, but they don't make any sense for hitting enemies. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't work. When you're, so, when you're on mean, the ground and you throw it, like, goes in a weird arc, and then if you hold down and throw it, it's still in an arc. It's just a lot shorter in front of you. It's a shorter arc. There's no way to just, like, throw a bomb straight forward, so hitting enemies becomes a whole task. But go yeah, on it's, it's something that... It's, it's definitely something that you have to learn. Like, you have to get used to the arcs and then, like, acclimate yourself to them and adjust accordingly. It also never becomes, like... I don't know. It, it always, to me, felt difficult to hit what I want to do with the bombs. And I mm -hmm. didn't enjoy that because sometimes they put you in corridors. And frequently when I'd hit down and then bomb, like, he wouldn't crouch fast enough. So I'd just throw a bomb at the ceiling and then get hit by something. And even though you get a lot of hits in this game, you have you start around with 10 rings. And you only lose a ring, like one ring when you get hit. But this game also doesn't let you pick your rings up when they fall out of you. So it's more of just a health system that's sort of Sonic-flavored. Yeah. But, like... Getting hit by enemies just feels so demoralizing in this game, and it already plays kind of slow. So every time you get hit, it just really frustrates you. So this yeah. this game for me like led to enough frustration that I didn't play it past the uh, second level. I, I was like partway through the second level, and I was just kind of frustrated yeah. th this week in general, kind of like outside yeah. of the podcast. So it was really difficult for me to play either of these games for very long, but I think this one shows a lot more promise, and I'd like to come back and hear more about it. But I want to know like what kind of other things you unlock in the game because you guys got a little further than I did. So actually I'll I'll boot it up so that I can I can give you a laundry list of some of the items that I have actually found in game. Uh, this is this is the first game I've played. I'm I'm emulating it. Uh, and this is the first game I've played where I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna use save states. Uh, but I used the save states because this game's save system is here's like a password that you have to remember. Like Justin Bailey or whatever, you know. Yeah, except uh, it's not a simple thing to remember. It's a friggin' 16... Yeah. Can I just say that I hate, like, that kind of password system, the grid kind? Yeah, oh, the 16-character yeah. grid passwords. Yeah, they're not like, good. I don't like it in Mega Man X. Mm -hmm. Like, I like how Mega Man, you have, like, you're given amount of dots and you have to fill out certain, like, rectangles. Yeah, I also enjoy... Mega Man podcast, but, like... <laughs> I just can't, like, take that stupid four-letter grid but also that you, like, can still go to the continue grid while you're in the middle of a game, and if you, like, accidentally change one of them, you're just trapped in that menu. Yeah. So, so here's something interesting in the equipment menu. Whatever you don't have, it still tells you what the name is. Yeah. Um, which, which is pretty cool. Uh, so some, some weapons that I have, you start with the regular bomb, then you get the remote bomb, which throws more slowly than the regular bomb, but doesn't explode on impact with a floor, 
only on impact with an enemy, and also you can hit the button again to detonate it early. Um, yeah. So that's that's very useful for more guided like throwing. I think that would have helped me a lot because I frequently threw it and it landed right next to the enemy, and in like most games, oh, I yeah. would expect that the bob 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 fit the bob. I would expect that the bomb has this sort of, like, explosion radius that's, you know, it expands in about, like, one unit in each direction. Yeah. But in this game, you kind of directly have to hit the enemy. So I think the remote yeah. bomb would have helped me a lot with what was going on. Yeah, and, and the remote bomb you do, like, need to find in order to progress, like, I think all the way through stage two. Um... But so, uh, after a while you get, I'm chronologically in the menu list, this is not the next thing you get. I had to, I had to play the game for a while to find this. There's a napalm bomb. Uh, oh, is that which, the one that is from the Vietnam War? Yeah, that's, it's, that's why it's so weird to me that it's in this yeah, game. Yeah, this game is banned in Vietnam. Like, napalm yeah, Man five. is also, like, <laughs> whoa, from Mega Man? Yeah, that's yeah. why Mega Man 5 is banned in Vietnam. Is that true? <laughs> What? Is that true? <laughs> that is true. There's like a Gaijin Goomba video about it. That's obscene. Oh, about Mega Man a lot more than Tails and this. So, so the napalm bomb, the thing about it is that you throw it and then uh, it doesn't explode when it hits a wall, only when it hits a floor. And then there's it's like the trail fire that comes on after the floor it. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah like real napalm. You know. So, so it can destroy certain types of blocks that the regular bombs can't. But because it doesn't detonate on walls, uh, most of the time that doesn't matter. Does it hurt? So, Does the fire hurt you? Uh, I don't believe so. No. Okay. Um, so that we also have really good. we have an item called the remote robot, which uh, is basically like that's one of the first ones you get, right? Yeah, and and this is the item that you use to get basically half of the items in the game. It, you use it like a scout. Uh, if anyone's familiar with Axiom Verge, uh, Axiom Verge has, uh, instead of the Morph Ball, because it's a Metroid game, basically, <laughs> instead, of the, instead of the Morph Ball, they have basically the Scout robot that you can control. Yeah, so uh, what you're saying, Isaiah, is that this is definitely a Metroidvania. <laughs> This yeah, this is a Metroidvania, uh, and it can't it can't shoot anything like it can't explode walls, but it also can't be hurt by enemies either. It's kind of uh, just so it's, like an invincible walk around mode. Yeah, and it can crawl in tighter spaces than Tails can, so it can collect items. It's like basically debug um, mode, kind of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Because it can fly too, can't it? Yeah, it can fly. Which, by the way, it's not very good at telling you that it can fly. Yeah. Because it can jump. But it can't fly from jumping like Tails can. Yeah, you have you to can do only the... fly if you're on the ground. Well, that made sense so for a while. Chaos method. Yeah, I was gonna say that made sense to me because I've played as Tails before, but that's how it works. Well, also well, you so... can fail. You can like fly as Tails like the regular way where you just press yeah. jump twice. But yeah. but like Sonic well, games have taught me that direction plus button frequently changes things air ground or otherwise. Yeah. So I've just learned to like test those things when I get a new form. Well, there was there was a while for me where I thought I needed a second upgrade in order to get like high to reach places, uh, and it turned out that I just shouldn't have been jumping without holding the up button. Um, and that I uh, that was just weird to me that tails can fly. Uh, in the air, but the remote robot can't. I mean, just I weird. guess that's weird, but it, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't cause me any trouble. There's also uh, Super Glove and Night Vision goggles that I can't figure out, like, what they do. Like, obviously Night Vision, there's a bit where it's dark, I guess, maybe. Um, but I, I wasn't able to see use of it. Um, I also picked up Knuckles, 
<laughs> like him? Oh yeah, you, yeah there like, are apparently medallions that of different characters that give you like certain abilities. Like there's a yeah a Sonic one that gives you spin dash, a Fang one that just gives you super luck or something like that. It gives you the ability super to luck. appear in a lot of games for a two year period of time and then never again. <laughs> yeah. No, it, so, it, let, it increases the ring drop. So normally, normally to be prepared on this podcast, I would Google some of this stuff. But honestly, I might want to keep playing this game and kind of don't want to know, like, so that I can discover it organically. I think well, that I'd like... that's too bad, Isaiah. We're on a podcast trying to be informative. <laughs> All right. Also, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Six... We just got done saying that we don't have to play the entire game in the last part of the episode. <laughs> there's, there's also six chaos emeralds. Um, yeah, I found one, and it gave me 20 rings, and I was like, wait, does this just does this just give you 20 rings? Is that all it does? So, so uh, each each Chaos Emerald increases your max HP and your fly meter. I noticed that my fly meter got higher at some point, too. I didn't know that was related to the Chaos Emerald. Something that I find very cool, uh, the higher your fly meter is as you're flying, uh, your flying animation changes. So, when you have a lot of fly meter, like... Tails looks like determined, and then it goes to like normal flying, and then it goes to tired flying, and then he starts falling. That's cool. And at the begin at the beginning of the game, you only have enough max fly meter to be tired all the time, and and so I think it's cool that over the course of the game, Tails gets more like confident as he's flying. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, uh, I've only found four of the six Chaos Emeralds, but I, as you can tell, I'm. I'm into the game. Like I have, I have more than half of the collectibles at this point. Yeah, I'd like this to be the first game that we stream to finish, and I'd like to go back and do that for quite a few of the games eventually. Yeah. Is there one emerald per level? Uh, no, because there are twelve levels. Yeah, I was gonna say it seemed like there were quite a few right. levels. So yeah. there's like an interesting also, fact I I learn about this game. Mm-hmm. The uh, story, quote unquote, is a lot different between the West and Japanese. Because yeah. it says that this is, like, in between Sonic games, where, like, Tails is going on vacation. Yeah. The Japanese one says that this is, like, before Sonic meets Tails. Hmm. Which, uh, which narrative do you it, like better? Well, I prefer the Western one, because I get it makes a little more sense, because if Tails could use bombs prior to this, how the hell do you kidnap <laughs> in Game Gear Sonic 2? Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, I don't know. Maybe they took more his bombs sense, away. Tails can use bombs in, like, later games, but, like... I mean, also, narratively, it doesn't make sense that he is collecting six of the Chaos Emeralds right. and then doesn't have them. And well, actually, you, to a certain we extent, always collect the Emeralds throughout the game. Yeah, so. to a certain extent, you kind of have to ignore, like, collects the Emeralds and then they're not here anymore for the next game, I, you know? I think that's just... Because, obviously, this game, or the Sonic franchise as a whole, draws a little bit from Dragon Ball Z. So, yeah. I think it's reasonable to assume that much like the Dragon Balls, whenever you use the Chaos Emeralds, they sort of, like, shoot out in different directions when you're done. Yeah. And I think that sort of suits the concept of Chaos in general. It's, like, it's fleeting. Like, the the advantage <laughs> that you get is not a consistent one. Yeah, I guess so. So I actually kind of like that thematically. I, I do like how Sonic 3, like, is a direct sequel to Sonic 2 to the point where it opens with Sonic being supersonic. Yeah, and having the Chaos Emeralds, which is the only game, I think, where you start with chaos emeralds yeah well wait in, in classic games are there are, I, I, as far as well, i know this there aren't any sonic so games where you're well, sonic unleashed starts with supersonic yeah i didn't know that actually sonic unleashed has the greatest cinematic sequence in sonic history at the beginning of it uh, and then you realize you're playing sonic unleashed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's and then it becomes sonic unleashed unfortunately um Actually, a lot of a lot of games have people starting with 
Chaos Emeralds, like Sonic Adventure, uh, Sonic Adventure has Tails having either one or two Chaos Emeralds but not, to well, start with. But that's what I mean, is that not all seven. Like, I'm talking about, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, implied yeah. they found one again before the game happened. It's not... Yeah, yeah. that's true. I think that, yeah, so I think like, just... Sonic 3 is the only one where Sonic just kept all the Emeralds. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sonic Unleashed does open with Sonic, like, storming uh, Eggman's spaceship, I guess. Hey, spoilers? And then he goes super. Yeah, spoilers! That game doesn't come out for, like, another ten years. <laughs> that's true. It's actually... Yeah, I don't, I'm actually, it's actually not... Like, I don't know what a werehog is, because it hasn't been invented yet. That, when did Sonic Unleashed come out? That would be, like, what, 8? 08? 2008, I think. And we're in 96 territory, I think? I think we're in 96. I'll take a look here. Uh, let me take... Yeah, 2008 is exactly right. Uh, we were in 95. when Sonic Unleashed so came So this out. game doesn't come out for another uh, oh, man. 13 years. Oh, dude, this game came out uh, 18 days before I was born. Nice. <laughs> Well, uh, so no, at this point really. in time, at, at this point in time, I am not alive yet. I have <laughs> yeah, not neither. Born. None of us are alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you now know Charlie's birthday. If you're curious. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Reverse engineer. Make that. me feel better about my life. <laughs> send us, send us some Damn. hate mail for his birthday. Question of the day: Tell Charlie happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question of the day: Happy birthday. <laughs> Also, I have to say, one of the more unique things about this game is the uh, antagonist. The ducks? Oh, Ku Klux Klan army. Okay. Sorry, I, I couldn't... Re it's the Ku Battle Cuckoo army. They're <laughs> like birds. But oddly, they look like one of the one boss from like Sonic Triple Trouble, which really confuses me. I just like that they're ducks. I thought that was yeah. the only thing that kept me in the game was that they were ducks. <laughs> It is cool that they are ducks. And they're, like, all ducks. Is Bean um, the Dynamite one of these? That would be very Maybe. cool if that were true. I, I don't know. I will say I will say that there's a bird boss. Uh, I mean, obviously ducks are bird. But th there's a flying bird boss. There's actually they, a very cool sequence. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. What am I, what am I talking about? <laughs> I was like, um, uh, yeah, ducks. <laughs> ducks. Ducks, I, I, my brain goes ducks or chickens. So why um, they're very different? What's what's the name of this dude? Tails Adventure. They both taste good. Bosses. I'm gonna see if I can find the name of this guy. Is it Fock Duck? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, it's Battle Cuckoo. Uh, fourteen? No, sixteen. Battle Cuckoo the sixteenth. There's also Battle Cuckoo the fifteenth. I just like that. There's a lineage behind this. Yeah. Much more that doesn't matter, but. I, Dr. Fukurakov. <laughs> Wait, so Fukurakov. it is kind of another, like, F. Dr. Fukurakov. The, anyway, I like so that the... Tails has this sort of weird kinship with birds, because in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, we don't really talk about this, we don't often talk about the super forms, because since yeah. we're playing the games casually, we usually don't even get to them, but uh, Super Tails has four birds flying around him, and now like this game has Tails fighting birds. Well, also, there are Flickies in the intro, too. Of this game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I want to say about there's a boss battle with Battle Cuckoo uh, the 16th, uh, where instead of fighting him by throwing bombs at him, uh, you basically you do something that is the Game Gear equivalent of a race, like up a mountain, uh, which is very cool. It's a very long vertical section where you are flying and you have unlimited you have unlimited fly power basically yeah. for this section. Um, and he like he flies up and then dives bomb dive bombs down to you to try and hit you. 
uh, as you as you climb a mountain, uh, which is very cool. It's one of the more fast-paced sections of the game. Uh, you will you will get knocked down and lose a lot of progress a lot, but uh, for the most part, I was not irritated by that. Uh, it was just a very exciting like sequence. Yeah, I really um, like races as fights in Sonic games, or I guess in this case, yeah. Tails games. I, I think that there should be a lot more present, honestly, because like the Metal Sonic fight is one of the best parts of Sonic CD. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and I really like what they did with it in Mania as well. Yeah. But yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would recommend, if nothing else, like googling this fight. Or googling this boss section because it, it playing it was very fun, um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, so this is a, this is a Sonic level in this Tails game." Um, anyway, uh, I I enjoyed this game a lot. Uh, you guys, I don't know how much you played Charlie because I know Steven, you stopped playing after. I just uh, the second level kind of annoyed me to an extent, and I did not have the time to play it. <laughs> like, That's fair. You have to, like, precisionly fly because you can't just... I, I kind of wish I could platform without flying because it feels like I don't need to fly, yeah, but I do. It, it reminds me of well, Mario Sunshine, kind of. Yeah. yeah, but I like well, there's Sunshine. A lot of, there's a lot of sections, especially in Poly Mountain onward, um, where, like, if you fly, wind starts pushing you. I hated which that. Which is basically, like... Yeah, it, it becomes a lot more frequent, and that is frustrating. Um, because I think there's bits where it's like, here's... You're supposed to do platforming without flying, because if you fly, it'll, like, cancel your platforming by <laughs> keeping you from making progress. Yeah. Where then sometimes it's like, oh yeah, no, you just don't get to go this way. I don't like that. It, um, it feels like when a game gives you something and then takes it away, it's very not fun. Yeah. It like, And I get that there are some instances where the game's like, oh, complete this section without jumping. And that's kind of cool sometimes, but you have to be very, very careful with how you design it. Because like that section, in the, I think it's the second level, where there's just a gap and you have to jump over it. And if you fly, you get pushed to the other side. It's like, yeah. let me just fly this. This game isn't a platformer. Like, it's not supposed Especially to be. Especially because of that particular jump... And I know exactly what you're talking about. That jump is really precise. Yeah, you you can't land it. You have to like grab the edge or something. Because Sales can do that in this yeah. game. He's got a lot like a couple different parkour type things. Like if you walk towards stairs, he'll just climb them on his own, which has a really neat yeah, animation. Yeah, you don't have to, to it. jump. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, so he can climb one block high stuff and two block high stuff. Uh, and so you can you can get to a lot of places without jumping like at all, which is very cool. Yeah, it, it feels more like an um, adventure than like a video game, I guess. I don't know yeah. how to put it. it Maybe it, that's it, why it's called Tales Adventure. Yeah, it's it's more like an adventure than a platformer, if nothing else. Yeah, it feels cool that um, you're kind of never. And there's like sections where you can't jump because the section is only one block high, but Tails can kind of climb through it, and that felt really cool to me. Yeah, it it feels like you're like crawling through a, a tight space. Yeah. Um. So once once you beat the, I'm gonna say his name again, Battle Cuckoo the Sixteenth, uh, you unlock a like submarine. Drill. Oh, is it the uh, the Sea Fox? Yeah, it's the it's the water level thing. That's called the Sea Fox, right, Charlie? Yeah, it's called the Sea Fox. Yeah, you unlock the Sea Fox, uh, which basically lets you go through a water level, and that water level uh, is very interesting because it has the most like uh, areas in the game. Like that that level has the most like subdividers. Yeah, that world uh, has the most also, levels. Yeah, it also has a lot of branching paths and. All the branching paths take you to different actual, like, land levels. That's cool. 
It is very cool. However, it is also very frustrating because it is so big. You can get lost and not know where you've been before. Uh, and so you can end up going to the same land stage multiple times, uh, like I did uh, in between yesterday and today, trying to find a new area. Because I don't know that I can make any more progress with the items that I currently have without finding a new area. And I, I just need to find that. Well, that's why it's called an adventure. That is why it's called an adventure. Uh, and the underwater level has has interesting mechanics that are very different from Tails' mechanics. Um, like, you have a drill at the front, and if you like walk into blocks, then you drill them. Uh, and instead of A to jump, it's A to basically rotate your ship. Because your ship is not facing the direction you're moving. It's facing either to the left or to the right. Uh, and then you can switch that direction. Yeah. Which I think is interesting because that means that you can be moving backwards and shooting forwards because you have, like, a weapon. Uh, and, and it doesn't mean that you're... It, it, it's very cool that you can move and shoot in different directions. Yeah, it's it, it probably has a good game feel. Like I said, I haven't been there, but I like stuff like that. Now, it is a water level, so <laughs> take, you know, take that. Um, but it's it's generally at the very least I don't have to worry about running out of air. Oh water levels! <laughs> like oh water levels! Oh water levels! I, I just think... like to say that I like how the Sea Fox is in two games and like, the comics. Well, triple, yeah. Well, I that's neither here nor there. It's definitely there at the very least. <laughs> so Tales <laughs> Adventure definitely <laughs> Tales Adventure definitely takes place before Triple Trouble because the Sea Fox was constructed in Adventure. Yeah. You got that right, Isaiah. We cannoned it out. We cannoned to doubt. Cannoned it out. There we go. Cannoned it out. Also, Sonic Retro calls Tales Adventure Tales Adventures. Yeah, I also had a hard time figuring out if there's supposed to be an apostrophe in these games or not. It doesn't look like it. Well, one of them... I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not gonna even... I don't know. I'm gonna open up my ROM and see if it says Adventure or Adventures. I think it's Adventure. Oh yeah, it says Adventures. Oh shit. But what does it yeah, say on the title plural. screen, and also does it have an apostrophe? Because I think one of these has an apostrophe, like, Tales apostrophe Sky Patrol, or Tales apostrophe Adventure. So, the ROM data says the title is Tales apostrophe Adventures. The game title has no apostrophe, but it does have Adventures. In plural. And it does have a trademark, so it could definitely put the apostrophe in there. Okay. Well, I don't know. Naming conventions. I kind of like right. the title screen, by the way. Oh, yeah, it looks really Oh, yeah, cool. me too. It's got, like, the word adventure has this, like, 3D feel to it. Like, it's, like, yeah. wrapping around yeah, like the island. Sonic 3D Blast's title screen. Yeah. Sega 1995. So, are we thumbs up or thumbs down for this? Hit me, Isaiah. Uh, that's a thumbs up for me. How about you, Charlie? Uh... Oh, boy. Like... I really want to like this game. I, I probably need to play with it a little bit more before I can give a definitive answer. I'm going to give it a thumbs down, but it's a very slight thumbs down. I think, for me, I think that I need to play this game portably. You said it was on the 3DS uh, shop? Yeah, you can get it on the 3DS eShop. I might look that up. I might look into that. Because if I could play this portably, I think that might be more fun. Yeah, I can confirm that it's for the Nintendo 3DS. Okay, then I'll definitely buy this one. I, it's $5. I had, like I said, I had difficulty playing it as, like, a sit-down-and-play-for-some-hours thing. Yeah, I feel that. I think... I like all of the ideas in this game, for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I like Charlie. I'm having a hard time deciding whether or not to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I think that once I got <laughs> the items that maybe like improve the quality a little bit, I'd be more willing yeah. to give it a thumbs up. But for now, I think I have to give it a thumbs down. 
Well, it's definitely crazy how, like, so I have, I have four Chaos Emeralds, right? And the amount of extra health and extra fly power I have, like, it, like, there's, there's, uh, as I was telling you, Steven, before we started recording, uh, there's a section in the underwater level where if you get hit by a certain weapon, it, it deals ten rings of damage, and ten rings is your max health when you start the game. Yeah. So there's definitely a power curve. <laughs> it also seems like, I, I really hated the way the bombs worked, just the trajectories that you throw them at, because they're just not convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the challenge isn't killing enemies, the challenge is, like, figuring out how to position yourself so that you can throw the bomb. It, it's not fun to me. See, I have a lot more fun doing positioning stuff, so so for me, that, that didn't bother me quite as much. I mean, it, like, I prefer just having more options. Like, if I could throw in an arc or throw, like, roll a bomb like I can in Bomberman. Like, I really like the way yeah. Bomberman works, because that game is all about positioning, but you get a lot of different options and they all make sense. This game, yeah. like, I would never throw something in an arc on purpose that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight also, just makes just, no sense. Just as an aside while I'm thinking about it, it did take me a while to figure out how to switch which item I was using. Oh yeah, pause and then push to the right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, you know, the Game Gear only has three buttons, A, B, and pause. Yeah, well, one so. of those... I don't know. Doesn't it have a second... I thought there was, like, a select type button on it, too. No. It's just the D-pad, A, B, and start. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know. So, I think, like... I Honestly, I think it, it works. Because isn't that what uh, Mega Man's control scheme is? No. Like, Mega Man shows you a menu when you pause. Oh, okay. Also, some Mega Man games later on let you change uh, during gameplay. Yeah, that's true. But also, like, here's the thing, Isaiah. Mega Man, you're not going to be changing items that much in Mega Man. For the most part, people usually just change when they enter a boss room. So, like, you don't have to pause constantly the way you do in this game, because if you want to use the scout guy, you don't have a weapon anymore. Yeah. Which is bad. That's not good. <laughs> that's pretty bad. But also, if you want to use the scout guy, you're probably in a place where you're not about to get hit. That doesn't matter, and I just don't want to have to keep pausing all the time. Yeah. That was that was the other thing that really annoyed me, was that the game doesn't feel like it flows very well. Which is I don't know, I, I didn't really have flow issues. I'd, I'd never want to have to pause more than like once in a level in most games. That's fair. If, I, if, if there was a button that just cycled through instead of pausing, I'd probably prefer that. Yeah, so much so. Even if it was just like hold down and push right or left, like that doesn't do anything else. That I don't know. Maybe people would complain that that's too hard, but <laughs> to find. I mean, I think I think I most games because Mega Man, right? Mega Man lets you cycle through without pausing, but it also gives you the option to pause. Well, not all Mega Man games let you do that. I don't think that was implemented until like after five or something. Yeah, I know uh, X, I believe, has that system. Yeah, it's got like the L and R buttons, so I bet that does something like it. I don't know. Yeah, and and I think I think a system like that is is for the best. But I think on the Game Gear, your options are seriously limited because you just don't have enough buttons for it. Yeah, this game does feels a little bit too ambitious maybe for its hardware yeah it's i mean it's pretty it's pretty big for a game gear game like it it really makes the most out of it and i like yeah. the ideas of all of it what were you gonna say charlie no you're right this is a great it, this is like a really good concept especially to put on a game Gear game but you're right it could be implemented a bit better I think that, like, one more button would have made this game a lot more fun for me. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think if if we had a select button and that select was just cycle, like, forward through the items, 
uh, then that that would just improve the experience immensely. Because like the other thing about Mega Man is that I guess in Mega Man Three you have to pause to use like rush abilities and stuff like that, or maybe that's in Two as well. Mm. Is it? Uh, I think Rush is in Two. No. The the abilities are. There are abilities that you get, but there's no rush. Rush is yeah, rush is in Three. But basically, there's no rush. You can take those abilities time. always annoyed me in Mega Man as well. But Mega Man plays so fast and clean that it doesn't bother me too much. Like this game, if this game played as fast as Mega Man, I probably wouldn't complain about changing the items as much because you'd only be doing it every once in a while. But this game is all about yeah. changing items regularly. So yeah, having to go through the pause menu just feels taxing to me. For me, the most cumbersome part of it is you can only take four items with you, and you don't know what items you're gonna need for a level that you're just entering. Yeah, and you want to take the radio, so you. Really only get to take three items. <laughs> I, it, like, as soon as I was like, oh yeah, this radio is really cool, it takes up an item slot, I just will not have it. Yeah, it sucks that that's the way it works. See, for me, it's, you always take the bomb, you always take the remote bomb, you always take the, like, uh, the toy dude, whose name I've forgotten. The droid. Yeah. Uh, Why would you not take just the remote bomb? Isn't the same thing, but you can blow it up yourself? Well, the, the bomb, because it is faster, like, oh. uh, yeah, it's faster, so it actually travels farther within a shorter amount of time. Like, before it hits the ground, it travels farther. Like, the remote bomb is sort of heavier, if you will? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I didn't understand that. Even so, I probably would just not take the regular bomb because I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there are a lot of, like, I was definitely, at first I was like, oh, well, I'm just never going to use the regular bomb, and then I tried the remote bomb in a situation where the regular bomb, like, would be fine, and the remote bomb, like, it didn't do what I wanted it to do, so I was like, okay, so this is why you have both. I mean, I guess I'm just so used to games where you can shoot things that having to toss something, like, if the only weapon that you had in Castlevania was the axe, I would not like Castlevania. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much the situation. Like, the time from button press to enemy die is so awful, and the chances of you missing it are pretty high if you're not, like, perfect with the control system, and the game doesn't play smooth enough to warrant that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think for now I'm a thumbs down, but maybe we'll stream this game, and I'll probably play it a little bit more on my own time, and we'll see where we're at later, maybe. Okie dokie! You got a question, Isaiah? Vocally, or are we actually God. going to tweet out a poll about whether or not you want to wish Charlie a happy birthday? <laughs> I I don't think we should do that. Uh, I don't know, why, why is it always gonna be the, me that comes up with the question? Because you're the one who said, I think I'm gonna do a question each week. <laughs> it's of course, of course I would say that and then forget that I said that. <laughs> I don't know if you phrased it exactly that question way. Question of the day, Tales Sky Patrol, Tales Adventure. I, I mean, Tales Adventure. Hey. How about Tales Sky oh, Patrol, Tales Sky Patrol from McDonald's with two buttons, Tales Adventure. Oh, dude. Actually, question of the day, those, do you those have, toys from McDonald's. Yeah, do you have one? Do you still have one? Do you have... I wish I still had one. A Sonic McDonald's you, toy. Which one is it? Tweet, tweet us a picture of it. Alright. You can follow... Wanna, tweet it with a big I want to see your toys. You can find <laughs> the pod... Oh my god. <laughs> you can find the podcast at nospin-zone at Twitter. You can also... We've got a YouTube channel that you can find us at. We've got a Gmail account, which is no spin dash zone at gmail.com we'd love you to send us an email you can comment forget to follow the lag network that's true too yeah if you're listening to us on itunes uh you should give us a five-star review yeah. you can also comment on you soundcloud if you'd like yeah all, all of our platforms that are not youtube are through the lag network so you can follow me at twitter.com slash isaiah games that's i-s-i-a-h games i tweet about jokes video games Video game development and jokes.
He's also at Blast Labs. Yeah, at t- twitter.com slash Blast Labs is, is a lot less active, but that's my, like, my game dev Twitter, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It's sort of been sitting dormant for a while. Maybe that'll change. You gotta be the volcano, man. Charlie. I gotta be. Do you want to talk about your life on Twitter? Yeah, follow me at Draws Charlie, where I draw shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's go to back to... Let's... Let's... Bye. Bye. Snap back to reality. Hey, no Eminem references in my Sonic podcast, all right? Now this yeah, looks like a job for me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, Just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.